John 14, verse 15, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. When we have the Holy Spirit, and he's propelling us to do the things that are of God's kingdom, we are a different category of people. The other category do not have the Holy Spirit, but they have a different spirit as well. I want to use a scripture to explain something. In John 19.2, the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on Jesus' head. They clothed him in a purple robe. This man, Jesus, not only was he flogged so badly, not only was he hit so badly, insulted, spat upon but for them to go into the depths of beginning to twist together imagine the process of going to grab thorns and twist it together and say i'm gonna place on his head and when the lord was giving me this revelation i titled it the conception of a plan i want to ask you so who conceived this idea of twisting the crown and putting it on the head of jesus and watching the blood pour out of his head as those thorns pierced through his skull. Who was the mastermind behind this idea? The devil. Exactly. Because whoever came up with this idea does not have a personal problem with Jesus. Mm -mm. But what was working behind the scenes, in fact, not behind the scenes, what was forefront against Jesus was someone who had a personal vendetta against Jesus. Then you say, I'm going to get a robe, purple, and dress him. Who conceives such an idea? I'm not going to be so invested in somebody that hasn't hurt me. He didn't kill their children. He didn't steal from them. He was casting out devils. He was healing them. So what is about him that could aggravates you so much to begin to conceive ways of hurting him so deeply. Mm. And that mockery, oh, let's mock him. That is someone who has seen him in his glory. That is someone who understands the power he carries. That is someone who is jealous of who he is and has found an opportunity to say, look at you now. Mm. That is someone who has seen the glory Jesus Christ walked in. It wasn't a man physically conceiving those things against Jesus. Because Jesus was just walking in the streets and preaching. But the mastermind behind this thing had a vendetta. It's just like people who see you rich, right? That's the common word. They see you rich, they see you with fleets of cars, or they see you just doing well. And then maybe you lost your job. And then they are like, yes! Let's see what becomes of all his riches. It is someone who has seen you in glory before and is now seeing you in a fallen state. That is the person who will make a mockery of you. This man had never seen him in his kingship. So the mastermind behind it was not of this world. It was a spirit that they were responding to. Like I said, the spirit in a man propels the man. The spirit that rules in a man is the one that defines that man's cause. What cause are you pursuing? The spirit in you is propelling you to pursue that cause. Mm. 
I remember we used to go to a traditional church and my mom used to sit at the front of the church. She was a drummer and she used to laugh a lot because my mom used to laugh too much. My dad lost his job and then one of the elders, quite a popular person in church, he was like, oh, let's see what becomes of her laughter. Mm. And I mean, it got so bad. I think he even got demoted or something, but it is somebody who had seen her laughing all the time in church. My dad was an elder, so, and she was drumming, and she used to sit in the front end. Now that he's lost his job, let's see what becomes of your laughter. Mm. Somebody who mocks you is somebody who has seen you before. Nobody who has met you in the state you are begins to mock you. That's not how it works. So Satan found an opportunity to mock Jesus, to make him regret ever coming to redeem mankind, refusing all the offers he gave to Jesus when Jesus was fasting. He offered him the entire world he had taken from Adam. He offered that to Jesus. He offered the kingdoms of the world to Jesus. But Jesus refused. So now it was an opportunity to deal with Jesus. And so these people couldn't even wait. This man, Jesus, is going to be crucified. He's going to die anyway. What is propelling the delight in making him suffer so? Was this the normal treatment they gave to everybody awaiting crucifixion? Is that what every criminal would go through and Jesus wasn't even a criminal. What has he done so bad that you have to torture him? What is the enjoyment you derive from torturing a man who is going to die before your eyes? If you enjoy torture, remember you're going to nail him. Remember you're going to nail every part of his limbs. So what is the joy in putting him through all this before he dies? The hatred Satan has for God is something no man can conceive. So that was not coming from a man. And when you see men who don't have the Holy Spirit doing very foul things, and you wonder, what is this horrible thing? You watch the thing about the Dalai Lama? Yes, that's right. For those of you who didn't hear... Okay, this man is supposed to be a religious leader and I think it's the UN that put him in position to be like a symbol of peace to the nations and his beliefs are supposed to bring unity to the world and it's a huge position. You know, he's very respected. This little boy came to him and asked for a hug and that was it. He hugged him, he told the boy to kiss him on both cheeks, the boy did it and then he went ahead and kissed the boy on his lips and then he put out his tongue. Then he asked the boy to suck his tongue. Oh God. What spirit propels a man to be so filthy and so foul? You know that's not the first time he's doing such a thing. He's so corrupted that he is no longer aware of when he's in a public place. You can tell that he's a predator, that he's a child molester. Mm -hmm. And then he sends out a statement apologizing. For what? Can you imagine how traumatized that boy is going to be? Can you imagine how that guy is going to grow up and pray for him? I just pray for that boy. That he will come to know the Savior Jesus Christ. And he will not be a prey before all the predators in Jesus' name. He went for a hug and look at what he got. And these are people who are supposed to be examples of holiness and peace and everything good. But the spirit in man propels the man. 
And so when you express the Holy Spirit, they can't comprehend because they don't even have the ability. Their estate can't house him. They don't have that ability. John 8, 44 says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when they do things like that, it's second nature to them. Because they are expressing the nature of their father. It all boils down to who the father is. Who is your father? For Satan, it's second nature to speak lies. Just like you speak your language, I have my native language. His is lies. He's a murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. And I asked the Lord to keep revealing, like, how did he murder? Last week we were talking about Cain. The spirit in Cain was a murderous spirit. He was not like the father God. He was after his father. And so when he murdered his brother, it was the spirit in him expressing itself. And it says not holding to the truth. Cain could not say that he killed his brother. Rather, he's like, am I my brother's keeper? There's no truth in Satan, but the spirit you have received. Jesus Christ said it here, that the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he lives with you and he will be in you. The spirit of God is in you and he's propelling you to do the works of your father. So when you see the soldiers conceiving this evil plan with the mastermind behind it being Satan, I want to ask you as a son and a daughter of God, what are you conceiving in you? When you hear a person hating God whom they have not experienced or seen, they are hating God, they are expressing hateful things about God. You haven't experienced this God. You haven't seen this God. Why so hateful towards this God? That conception of a senseless hatred does not originate from the earth. It does not originate from that person. It's a long contrived jealousy and vileness that originated before even that person came to be. It's jealousy. It's wickedness. It's Satan not having the place of God. And it's going to keep going on until Jesus comes and ends it all. Because you see people walking around, but they are carriers of a different spirit. That spirit hated God before they were even born, before they were even expressed as spirit beings, before they had an earthly existence. So don't be fooled to think that you are living out of your own conceived ideas. Who is your father? What is the spirit conceiving those ideas? When you take time to express the love of God in a very detailed way, out of the normal way, Understand that you are also a carrier of a spirit that is love. A spirit that expressed love before you ever came into existence. When you look for ways to be a blessing to people, you are manifesting the nature that lives inside of you. See how they took time to do all those things against Jesus. All the wicked things. 
What are you as a daughter and a son of God right now conceiving by the Spirit of God to do to a son or a daughter of God? It is all inside you. And you were sent here to express him. That's why when Jesus was leaving, he didn't want them to think that they were going to be alone. No, it's going to be better. Because now I'm not external from you. I am within you. Thank you.